if you will, we're going to take the time for those who are taking notes to look at the cost of love. Have you ever thought about sometimes we put a cost on love? When we think about Mark chapter 14 and verse 3 and 9. A matter of fact, Mark chapter 14, 3 through 11. Unbelievers have always had a hard time figuring out lifestyles of Christ's disciples. When we think about it, we can understand their difficulty. They are guided by a life of philosophy that promotes selfishness. The attitude that says you've got to look out for number one. A philosophy that models greed. Take what you can get. A philosophy that assigns importance of dollar figures. I know we all have heard this before. What do you think he's worth? Most folks see people trying to be selfish or selfless and generous as foolish. Christ-centered people in a self-centered world are difficult to understand. And some people would never be convinced it could be anything other than an act to gain others' confidence in order to manipulate, exploit, and victimize them. Now let me ask you, why anybody would choose to deny him or herself of any pleasure when life is so short? Why would people whose lives are so busy take the time every week for worship, for Bible class, for service projects that do nothing to advance their careers? Why would a child of God get involved in the lives of those who are poor, sick, and hurting? Why would people who are carrying their load already as tax-paying citizens give 10% or more of their income to the church? People who don't know Jesus have a hard time figuring out why people will behave as Christians do. I truly believe the answer is that we do things because we love Him. He loved us first. He's done so much for us and continues to do so much for us. And the more we understand that, the greater our love for Him becomes. And because we love Him, there is nothing we wouldn't do for Him. He truly is our everything. But how can an outsider, an unbeliever, a stranger, a sinner, understand what we mean when we say that? Can I help somebody this morning? The lesson today, the cost of love, the breaking of the alabaster jar, shows the difficulty. It is the story of a woman who in the presence of Jesus Christ was so overwhelmed by the wonder of who he was and by the thought of all he had done in her life. If you keep living, you will understand what Jesus has done in your life. And then you got to understand the position of this woman. That she did not for one time in her life, or at least that she did for one time in her life, that which many were present thought was a foolish thing. 
this incident took place while Jesus was on his way to his last journey to Jerusalem. He stopped over for a few days in the village of Bethany. While he was there, he was invited to the house of Simon the leopard for a dinner in his honor. We don't know exactly who Simon the leper was. He obviously was a healed leper. Or he wouldn't have been able to host a dinner party. Most likely, he is one of the men that Jesus touched and healed of that awful disease. I think he should be known as Simon the Cure. But people were still calling him Simon the leper because that's how he had been known for so long. Have you ever noticed when you was out in the world... For some reason, people still like to call you about what you used to be known for. Come on, man. If you was a fighter, they still know you as always wanting to fight. If you was an alcoholic, they know you by what you used to drink. All right, come on, man. If you was a cusser, they say he'll cuss a man out in a minute. If you was a liar, they'll call you a liar to your face. But here we find that people still want to Remember what he was known for. Not knowing that he had been healed. Or when Jesus healed somebody, they got a different life. Some people, or some believe that he was a friend of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Others believe he may have even been their father. But at any rate, Brother John tells us, that those three were present along with Jesus. Stay with me now. Martha helping to serve the food. The disciples were also there. And perhaps a few others who are named. But Mary is the one on whom the story focuses. Brother John tells us that she was the one who broke the precious alabaster jar and poured the perfume over Jesus' head. All right. Now let me get you to understand about this perfume and this oil. Come on, man. We, we have to understand about the Jews' tradition here. Oil and perfumes were used widely in the ancient world. Guests entering a house, before they entered the house, they would be handed a towel and some water. Okay, come on, man. And as they hand this towel and water to wash their face, their hand, and their feet. Have you ever noticed some houses you still go to? You have to pull your shoes off before you go in. Amen. Okay. Now, I don't know if they picked that up from this. They probably just didn't want their coffee to get dirty. Amen. <laughs> but I'm trying to get you to see something here. When you walked into the, the house and you got this towel, you got to understand there was a lot of walking going on. You got to understand where Jerusalem was located. We're looking at a desert here. So in this desert, a lot of dry skin was going on here. Okay. So they would take this oil, David, uh-huh. and rub it on their skin. Yeah. And even those that were dead, back then there wasn't no embalming. Uh-huh. You weren't embalming on Jew. So they would take this oil and this perfume and put it, the perfume on the dead one. Uh-huh. In order that it would not smell. Y'all going to help me here? Come on, man. So you got to understand what this oil and this perfume meant to the people. Uh-huh. 
medicine that the Jews had. When we understand what the, the perfume done, now we can understand the rest of the story. All right. I heard about, I heard someone say Mary came into a room with an alabaster Come on. jar. Come on. A very expensive perfume made of pure nard. Mm -hmm. Some say this expensive perfume was made from a plant grown in India. Mm -hmm. The jar, like as more of a container whose neck would have to be broken to pour out the oil. Uh -huh. So Mary broke it open and began to pour it on the head of Jesus. The Bible say when she poured it on the head of Jesus. There were some involved who didn't like what Mary was doing. They said, why would you take all of this cost and pour it on Jesus? I know there are many people that can use this all. But what I love about Mary, she wasn't worried about what the people say. Mary understood that this is my time to give to the Lord. Don't you know, church, you got to understand people don't like when you give to the Lord. People have a problem with your giving to the Lord. They'll say, I don't understand why somebody would give that much money to the church when I'm in need. Well, the problem ain't that you're in need, but the problem is you need to come who can come where the need can be helped. Amen. See, the problem is we want to stay away from the Lord. All right. But something I always notice, even a person that don't serve God, oh, come on now. when they're dead and gone and ready to go to their grave, for some odd reason, people want to bring them to the Lord. Okay. Well, to me, that's a bad time to come to God. But you got to understand He's a savior that is just. All right. So you better give to God while the blood still running warm in your vein. All right. Because once that blood stop running warm in your vein, you have no time to give to God. Y'all right. gonna help me preach here? Right. I want you to know Mary did a good thing. Mm -hmm. So don't talk about Mary. We need to start doing the way Mary did. All right. But I'm gonna wrap this thing up. I ain't gonna be here long. I want you to see something here. Let's consider three acts of giving. Number one, number one, what Mary did was an act of giving. All right. Somebody said, well, how was this an act of giving? I'm glad you asked that. I'm glad you asked that. Why did Mary do what she did? Because this was her way of giving to Jesus. Okay. We find many different ways of giving in the scriptures. The giving of our time. The giving of our money. The giving of our possessions. In fact, giving is the story of the Bible. Uh -huh. Oh, y'all don't understand that. Come on, man. You're doing all right. Giving is Jesus. Yes. And if you don't give, you're not living the Christian faith. Amen. When we look at the book, all the books of the Bible, they talk about giving. Some way or another, giving is mentioned. Okay. Let me help somebody here. It tells how God gave man life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Created the world for him. And then he gave man dominion 
over every other creature. All right. He gave man a home in the midst of the Garden of Eden. Okay. And when man sinned, he gave him a promise of redemption. All right. All right. Oh, I love me some Jesus. Mm-hmm. He gave the Israelites a law. He has given us the church All right. and a promise of eternal life. Mm-hmm. But above all else, he has given his son. Okay. For those who don't know his son, you need to come in contact with the blood. The very essence of Christianity is the cross where God so loved the world that the Bible talks about he gave. But God just didn't give anything. God said, I'm going to give my best. I'm going to give my son to down the cross for your sins. Even though you lied on my son, You don't love the Lord. All right. You say, well, how 
Can you say that? I'm glad you asked. What the Bible say? For God so loved the world that He gave all that He had because He gave His Son. All right. If we're going to love agape love, like Jesus loved, all right. if we're going to love that way, we got to give all that we got. And when I say that, I'm talking about, I ain't talking about everything in your pocket, but give the first and not the last. Somebody say, I'm going to give after I pay all my bills. Well, I'm so glad you're thinking like that so God can help you understand you don't give like that. But God don't want you depending on your job in order that you may give. Because your job is here today, but don't you know it may be gone tomorrow. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me help somebody up in here. Let me help you. You got to understand. There's so many people who have decided to go into the online of work. I remember this young what young people would call this young buck, long time ago, decided to go into business for himself. All right. And this young buck didn't understand that Jesus had opened a door. Mm-hmm. And you got to understand when Jesus opened doors, you got to make sure the door stay open. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all miss it. Jesus, if he opened that door, mm-hmm. you got to make sure it stay open. Uh-huh. Because if you close the door, you closing the door to the connection to Jesus. This young buck, he, he, he started his own business and he forgot about who opened the door. Uh-oh. And then all of a sudden, he, he started thinking about, it was all about him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he started living like a prodigal son. Yeah. He said, I'm going to live me a good life yeah. because I'm only here for a short period of time. Okay. I want to wear the best suit in life. I want to drive a nice car in life. I want to go to some places I ain't never been. Mm-hmm. But he forgot about one thing. There's still a God on this side of life. And when he gave up on God on this side of life, God just started letting the business go down a little bit. Trying to make the young man think about him. But you know we hard here sometimes, amen? Amen. We forget about God. And even when God has put trouble in our life, we still don't think it's God. We don't see him. So the young the young buck, he said, well, I got to figure this thing out. Now I've been making all this money. Mm-hmm. Woo, I've been making all this money, but for some reason, now my pockets ain't full like they used to be. Boy, my bank account was and good. Mm-hmm. But now, now I have to check it every day. Yeah. Yeah, y'all, y'all, maybe some of y'all don't have to go through that. Y'all, y'all have to check y'all bank account. Hey, Amen. Well, y'all got that money up in here. But some of us have to check that bank account every day. Hey, Amen. So this young buck has to start checking his every day to make sure nothing's been but what God was trying to show him is that the business I gave you was for you to glorify me. But you took the business to glorify yourself. Can I tell somebody to stop going through trouble? Who, who in here don't like trouble? See, trouble, trouble comes but don't last all the way. Let me tell right. you. You don't like trouble. I, I, I can tell you how to get rid of somebody. Come on. Come on now. So if you want to take trouble out your life, start giving it to God first. Amen. We ain't talking about this money here. Stop putting your life before God first. You want some good help? Stop giving it to God first. All right. You want some money in your pocket? Stop giving it to God first. Amen. You want to keep your talents and your voice? Stop giving use of your talents for the Lord. Amen. Amen. The problem is we give up on God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Let me let me let me show you. There was a young lady. This is a true story. Right here in Huntsville, Alabama. Young lady. Young lady. Gifted. 
Jesus answer. Jesus said, I'm not going to be around here All right. long, but the poor will always be with you. Okay, come on, Jesus said, you have plenty of time to help the poor. But right now, she want to help me. Okay, come on. Can I help somebody this morning? Don't you know you have plenty of time to do for somebody else? But when it's time to do for the Lord, you better come on and do for the Lord. Let me help somebody know that no matter how good it's going to win the approval of everyone. You can do what you want to do. But people still ain't going to all agree with what you're doing. It never does and never will happen. So Brother Mark, when I talk to him, Brother Mark tells us that there are some who are indignant among themselves. And they criticize poor Mary badly. They say, Mary, what are you doing? You're wasting money that I could use. And have you ever noticed how we look at money sometimes? Sometimes I I may have a 20 in here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, God bless me this morning. But sometimes when we look at money, we look at that money on the floor and we say, oh, boy, that looks good. I know he ain't going to throw away that money. Well, he may not want to throw away that money, so he picks up the money. And let me show you how some of us work. Now I know Jerome don't need this one. So I know, I know Jerome on it, but if I give it to Jerome, tell everybody get money. So I don't want to give it to him Jerome. Let me help somebody. So I give it to Chris. That is making money. So I don't give it to Chris. But Jesus said, don't worry about the person who get money. Because if this one is going to help somebody, then you need to help somebody. Love 
things wasteful to those who don't understand love. I'm reminded, we was talking just, just the other night, of a young man did a good deed. He did a good deed. This young man took, took his, own, his own money and he took some kids to a ball game. Some would think that's very wasteful. Why would you use that much money to go to a pro ball game? But this young man understood that this gives children an opportunity to see something they never would see. Amen. Y'all, y'all missing <laughs> So the young man took it up on himself to say, I can afford to do this. I want to help somebody. Somebody else would have said, well, we could have used that money to, to buy more food in the care center. Amen? Amen. Somebody else would have said, we could have used that money to do something to the building. What if you're doing it from the heart? Jesus will take care of the rest. All right, all right, Amen. Jesus will take care of the rest. All right. So the young man wanted to bless somebody. So don't knock him for what he done. But thank God that he was able to do what he done. Judas, old Judas, look around beside you. Make sure the person beside you ain't Judas. But most of all, look in the mirror and make sure you ain't, ain't Judas. Come on, Judas had witness an act of love. And when he witnessed this act of love, he called it extravagant waste. So much depends upon one's point of view. One's outlook is determined by what is in the inside of him. Judas, Judas, never really saw the gifts that Mary gave to Jesus that night. The fact that he tried to put a price tag on it proves that he never really saw it. If we had, or if he had seen the real gift Mary gave to Jesus that night, he would have known it was priceless. Amen. I want to share something with you from Barclay. William Barclay, in his commentary, says to see how little, or uh, to see, or to, uh, uh, to love, that love not neatly accumulates the less or the more. It is not concerned to see how little it can give. If it gave all it had, if indeed it gave the entire world, the gift would still be too little. There's a certain recklessness in love which refuses to count the cost. Remember, love is not love if you have to count the cost. The cost of love is Jesus. All right, come on, preacher. When we think about the cost of love, mm-hmm. we think about Jesus on the cross. All right. We think about the debt that he paid for you yeah. and for me. Come on, preacher. We think about the sacrifice of his blood that cleanses our soul. Okay. We think about when we was down in sin. Mm-hmm. When we didn't know no way out. Mm-hmm. When we were wilding in sin. Okay. When we were happy doing what was wrong. God found a way for us to get out. God sent his son. 
and he called him Jesus. Some call him Emmanuel. Some call him Prince of Peace. Some call him Kings of Kings. Some call him Lord of Lords. Some call him the Alpha and the Omega. But I just want to call him Jesus. Can I call him Jesus today? Because I love what he done for me. He made a way that I may give according to his will. But today I want you to know, church, don't worry about what the person do next to you. You just understand, give according to how God has blessed you according to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 1 and 2. If God has blessed you, show God your blessing by the way that you give. Give from the heart, give from love, give of all that you got, but make sure you give first to the Lord. Oh, you got to give it because the Lord will take it away. Amen. Amen. Before we close, before we close, I shared this with our Bible class. I just like to share this with you on today. I was reading an article about Warren Buffett. And it just, it, it has touched me. It's, it's really touched me. And Warren was interviewing through this article. They was interviewing Warren through this article. And Warren Buffett around 46 or more billion dollars we're talking here. And they asked Warren, Mike, they asked him, why do you live in the same place that you've been living for many years? And Warren said, money don't make me. Money. We got to understand money. God can bless us with plenty of money, but we got to know how to handle that money or to get away. So Warren, if y'all don't know, he still lives in the house that him and his first wife was in. His wife was in. And this house is a three-bedroom, two-bath. And you know it got to be old. So they asked him, why would a billionaire live like that? But Warren said, if I had a mansion, what could I do with it? What could I do with a mansion? I can't clean it. I can't mow the yard. So Warren said, I understand the value of a dollar. A dollar means something. So I don't take it for granted. That's all he's saying. And when we understand that Jesus means something, when we understand what Jesus has done in our lives, then we will understand the value of a dollar. We'll never understand giving until we understand Jesus. See, we sit around and say, well, I ain't got no job, I can't get. Oh, yes, you can. If you ain't got no job, why you can't be up there cleaning the building? Then you get blessed, then you want to blame the preacher. Preacher can't bless nobody no way. He asking for a blessing. If you ain't working, why you ain't doing nothing for the Lord? You should be trying to grow spiritually. That you can teach somebody. You got all these children around here need to be taught. But you say you ain't got nothing to give to the Lord. David, I just don't understand sometimes. But once, once I learn about giving, David, I, was, I get excited. Amen. I'm one of those preachers that get excited. Before I came a preacher, once I learned about giving, I got excited about giving. Amen. Because I learned how God blessed me. And I not about money. Mm. But 
is about when I wake up in the morning and I look in that mirror and see that pretty face. I say, Lord, thank you for giving that face. Amen. Boy, when I, when I wake up in the morning, I, I look at where I'm living. I say, Lord, I know it was you. When I wake up in the morning, got an old piece of car to drive. I say, Lord, you bless me with that car. When I wake up in the morning and see the clothes in my closet, I know God is good. Amen. Come on, Went from one soup to I can't even count them all. Come on, come on. I know God is good. Yeah, man, man. I ain't bragging. I'm trying to tell you how good God is. Yeah, man, you sitting around here talking about God won't do nothing for you. Start giving. Come on. Come on, preacher. That's all you got to do. Start giving. If you're here today and you're not a child of God, you can't be God's gift. All right. Now, I know somebody here want to be blessed today. Amen. Amen. Somebody want to be blessed today. But you know something? I've learned that you can't hold on to that. See, what I'm talking about, we like big bank accounts. Amen. And then you're going to die and leave it for that old child or just use it all up. Sure is. <laughs> then we love, we love big bank accounts. But Chris, I've learned that, that if I give you this 20, Chris, I'll be scared. See, I was Chris had to take you know something? If I never get it back, then I know I gave it from the heart. We have to understand that God is in the blessing business. And you got to bless somebody to get a blessing. Bless the Lord first. But it won't do me no good blessing. You might not even bless God. Then, oh, we think like that. Well, 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 reason I don't get to the church is because I know somebody hungry. Well, if you give them to the church, you need to tell the church, and the church take care of the hungerness. Amen. That's the way it works. Amen. Well, yeah, well, I don't care what you say. That, that car broke down on the highway. And I took the Lord's money to get to that car. Well, when you get in trouble, you go find that person who car broke down. Why is it that we won't do what's right by the Lord, but when we get in trouble, we come to the church? Let me, let me, let me close. 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 If there's anybody here, anybody here that's not a child of God, you need to become a child of God. You need to understand the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You need to understand Jesus came that we may have life. And not only that we may have life, but having more abundantly. If you're not a child of God, become a child of God that you may be blessed to the fullest extent of your life. There's no greater blessing than Jesus Christ. I don't care how many degrees you have, how much money you have. If you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. Amen. I'd rather be a man that is broke with Jesus Thanks, than a man rich without. Amen. Because I may be broke in my pocket, but I guarantee Jesus is going to take care of me. Amen. And y'all can tell I ain't missing no me. Amen. Amen. If you're here today, you need to make sure that you got Jesus. I don't know who don't have Jesus, but you know if Jesus ain't in your life. The Bible tells us in Acts, chapter 2 and verse number 30, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sins. We go down into the watery grave. The old man is buried into that water. The blood of Jesus touches that man. And when he rises, he's a new creature. The Bible says all things are passed away. All things become new. I'm a new man. Jesus don't look back and say, Timmy, 
you was a murderer. Timmy, you was an adulterer. Timmy, you was a liar. But he looked back and he said, I don't see anything. Oh, don't that look good? Where the past went, but Jesus erased it. He erased my past. If you want your past erased, come to Jesus. And if you already came to Jesus, and you don't want country travel. You went back to the street. You know, every once in a while, devil gets the best of us. Amen. He gets the best of us. And when he gets the best of us, we can't even reach the Lord through our prayer. We just plead to God, and it don't get no fuzz in the roof. Well, that's what the church is for. Amen. Come to the church that the church may pray for you. I know somebody here doing right. Somebody should be able to get a prayer through. Because the Bible says, the fervent prayer of a righteous man. It don't take two or three. It just takes one righteous man. Are you righteous? Can you get a prayer through today? We know somebody in here hurt. We're going to stand and sing the song of the church. But please come. Please come. Please come. Let us sing. Without you, Yeah. Uh-huh.
just told that it was a little, little old lady who, who died, passed away. And they just said at her funeral, it was only about three people. The preacher, the deacon, and the elder. They said at her funeral, it was very sad to look around. There was nobody there. The psalm even went to say that this lady just was buried the way she lived her life. Empty. But don't you know, when you're going through that emptiness, God can make a way. This lady died. No breath, nobody to celebrate her humble. But I would rather die with the preacher, a deacon, and a elder than a thousand people at my funeral, and I'm going to hell. It's so sad how we look at people and see how the number of folks that come to a funeral and decide who loves them. Well, can I help somebody this morning? Everybody ain't there because they love you. Some people there just to see what you got on. Some people there to see how you going to act. You got people there for many reasons other than love. But I would rather be loved by three than hated by a thousand. Jesus Christ is the only person we need to be worried about. And if Jesus loves you, you don't have to worry about nobody else. We turn problems over to the wrong people. Stop turning your problems over to the Lord. Otherwise, your problems still going to be there for a lifetime. Stop turning your problems over to people. Get people to pray for you, but turn the problems over to God. We have some who have come this morning who have asked for prayer. Of course, Brother Curtis Rice is asking that the church pray for him. And also, Brother Strong, Chris Strong is asking that the church pray for him. And also, we're going to pray for the church as a whole, that we become one. That we love one another the way God has loved us. And also, Virginia is asking for prayer on behalf of Bobby Rice. Let us go to God at this time in prayer.